стадиум Джункис. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Let's Just Talk About. I'm your host, Tony Lopez. Alongside me is Jeff Burtis. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, buddy? So, what was that? Happy Easy. Father's Day weekend, you sons of bitches. Uh, yeah. Calm down, Tony. You're not, hey, you're I, not a dad, I, look, you're not you a dad get, right now. Look, look, to all the dads out there, I know we got some dads listening to this podcast. A hey, happy Father's Day, for real, because this is coming out father's day for you for you guys so we're giving you a two-in-one special like we did at the beginning of our show's history a two-in-one special and look we're starting sports we're starting with the good stuff because we're talking about the nba playoffs and jeff Mm -hmm. oh man 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 this stuff has been getting good of course it is. It's almost the end. Well, and also, but like, from what it seems like, is everybody has been actually putting putting up even better performances, even with injuries around, like pretty much every team in the league. Oh yeah, do you about this? This playoffs has been very much injury plagued, hasn't it? Very much, and, and it is not like the injury plague that it was during the bubble. Um, I would say it's even more just, um, what, would, what would you say? Uh, more fatigue. Uh, a lot of these teams didn't get that much of a break during the, after this, after the bubble. So I, I see why. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the playoffs look so different than they normally do. Because let's be honest, uh, if uh, the um, if the uh, Brooklyn Nets were fully healthy, they would not be in a game seven. No, absolutely not. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah, thank thank you for the good segue right there. Because you know what, now we're gonna have a game seven between the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. I know we're recording this for Sunday. But we are recording on a Saturday morning, and mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. So we're just like you guys. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, when you hear this, you will know what happens. So uh, here's a look into the future. Dang, Jeff, Kevin Durant looked good. Oh, he looked fantastic. He looked like the best play, best offensive player on uh, the planet, right? I mean, it, it, was, it was close. It was... Giannis tried his best to defend him up and down the court. It didn't work. It didn't work. I mean, when you're the best offensive player in the NBA, I, uh, good luck. Actually, you know what? Like, I know we're joking around and stuff, but Jeff, how good has Kevin Durant looked through these playoffs? I mean, he's do he's looking like Kevin Durant, looking like KD. So, what do you want me to say? Uh, he's looking more and more like old Kevin Durant. Like, that's what we had been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like he just needed to get comfortable after that Achilles injury that he, that he suffered. Um, he's got it back now. He's, he's, oh, he's even a crazier shooter than he was before. But, yeah. Jeff. 
Mm-hmm. Hello. How how, you how, doing? how much uh, difference does Kyrie uh, Urban make not being in there? Because he has been uh, already confirmed not to be playing in Game Seven. Um, what? Well, here's the thing: with Kyrie there, you have a facilitator, Kevin Durant. Let's be honest; he's not a he's not a point guard. So, how is he gonna get everyone else involved? Well, I mean, Kevin Kevin Durant is a f- sniper. The sniper in the most elite level. See, I I don't know if that's the best way to put that. Um, Because what's what's been happening, well, before Harden got healthy too, is Durant was the primary ball handler and it was working. He damn near had a triple-double. What it is, is they start to focus on him more. It's exactly. I mean, he... Kevin Durant has for the last five years, Kevin Durant's played with superstars or super teams. Yeah. He's been playing with foot he's been playing with super teams for the past five years, and it gets pressure off of him. Like if you want to double, if you want to double or trap KD, he could just he could just throw pass the ball to a superstar like Kyrie or Jade Harden when healthy and just let them do their thing or like in the in the warriors era when they had when he had uh steph and clay just you just couldn't you just couldn't double team kd because they had snipers all around he had snipers all around him now with kyrie and harden not harden not 100 kyrie not playing uh it's a lot he's getting a lot more focus also i gotta give credit to pj tucker he is He's doing the best he could, but KD it gave like five was just absolutely lights out. Like he was not he single handedly willed his team to say no, we're not we're not going out like this. I'm going to do everything. He willed them for that victory. My whole thing with Kevin Durant is in Game Six, Giannis finally did what he should have been doing. He's the, the entire well, yes, he's the defensive player of the year, but the majority of the series he hadn't been guarding primarily KD, which he should have been doing the entire time. This That's... last game, he did, and it worked. So I have been asking for that for the longest time. But like you're the defensive player of the year, man up, take and down, st- take and stop being player. such a coach's guy. Like stop being that nice guy and just say I'm gonna guard him. Take it. You should have been doing that the entirety of the series. Like the the primary, the fourth quarter in game five, literally his brother was on the court guarding Kevin the entire fourth quarter when it shouldn't, it should have been Giannis. Exactly. Giannis, you're the best. You're the defensive player of the year. You're a two-time MVP. Man up. Man up. Stop being a bitch. Oh, speaking of Giannis, this is my segue. Why is he taking so goddamn long making free throws? Oh, we're talking about his free throw routine. That it's oh my god. Um, like I looked at hard and it was like, oh come on. Even the crowd was counting to one, two, doing a ten count for him. Yeah, literally is like he's taking forever and legit. They only get 10 seconds to shoot a free throw. So he's taking all of that time. I know you're tired. I know you're when you're tired, it's hard, but dog, 
change your free throw routine. It might help your free throw shot. Like, Jesus Christ, man. It's the worst shit since Ben Wallace was a free throw shooter. No, 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 no. It's not the worst. He's not the worst free throw shooter. He's not the worst, but he's close. I mean, at least I can rely on him. No, you can't. No, you can't. I can rely on him to You can rely on him to get buckets in the paint. I'll take Giannis as a free throw shooter over another certain player I'll deal with. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, game seven tonight, I believe, Jeff, it is on TNT. I know you guys who listen tomorrow, y'all already will know. Yada, no yada, yada. Also, before mm-hmm. I pass anything up, Jeff, since we are putting this out tomorrow, happy birthday, brother. Oh, thanks. I appreciate Dude, it. Dude, like if it wasn't for you, like I wouldn't be doing this every week. Chris wouldn't have had the outlet to do what he's doing now. I see. I I heard your little appreciation. Our group wouldn't be where it is if you weren't there at the jump. I appreciate the shout out. I heard your shout out on uh, Hammer Time. And yeah, that's a plug for Chris. Uh, Chris, you're welcome. Uh, Listen to Hammer Time on every platform you can think of because it's there. I mean, if you want, if you want gambling advice, talk to Chris. And during the off season, he's giving you his opinions on anything and everything. Because yeah, gambling is kind of dead except for the NBA playoffs, and we it's too early. It's too early in the baseball season, so. And it's that, and but pretty soon, within a hundred days, we'll be talking football. Oh yes, and we'll do an NFL preview for sure, round two. Um, uh, now, aside from the praise, let's praise the Phoenix Suns. Praise the Sun. Well, praise look, the Sun. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, hey, I'm not talking religiously. I'm just talking about how they've been playing on the court because they swept. The MVP uh, Nikolai Jokic and the Denver Nuggets in four games, and then they have, and then a curse of bad luck happened. Well, okay, 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 okay. That's the first. Uh, what he's speaking on is Chris Paul is in the COVID protocol program right now, and they said that might affect his uh, status for tomorrow. Now. Here's my thing. He's been in there for about a week, right? Mm-hmm. He should be fine. He'll be fine. He should be fine. I don't think he got COVID. That's the thing. I think he was around somebody who got COVID. Uh, it's such a weird situation. <laughs> I and, and the thing is, at least we know what we're dealing with now. Like, we know how to handle it. Like, the, the restrictions are definitely lightened up since last year because... Everybody's taking precaution, getting the shots. Da 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 da. Look, all we want to see is Chris Ball on the court, especially I mean, in Game One of the series of the Western Conference Finals, which is tomorrow. Which I'm not going to say who it is yet because we got to talk about it in a minute. But I called it. I swear to God, I called it. I mean, you didn't like the outcome, but hey, you did. I don't call know. It. No, I don't like the outcome, but I called it because I was like, oh, yeah. But look, first, before we go on, look, Devin Booker is playing his ass off. DeAndre Ayton is playing like a big man should. Chris Paul has been the 
X factor, getting everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And defensively, they've been kind of menaces on the court. Like Chris Paul is still Cameron Payne has been a pain in everybody's ass. Nice pun you had there. None unintended, but he really has. Like he's the reason Jokic got ejected in Game Four. And yes, uh, I watched that replay a few times. At first, it didn't look like it, but then they showed an angle where it actually did hit him in the face. And I was like, didn't oh, hit it. I was like, you son of a bitch. But I, know you, I know you weren't trying, but it was such a blatant, I'm raising my hand up and swiping straight down. I don't give a shit what's in the way kind of thing. That, yeah. It's a fun, but it's a fun, I get that it's a flagrant, a flagrant one. Flagrant two with automatic injection you gotta take a look at Jokic's history has he this was his first ever flagrant foul right yeah he's been playing all 72 games this season yep and he's literally the only superstar on the Denver Nuggets at the time besides Jamal Murray who was injured yes yeah who was injured exactly so when you ejected Jokic you just like as a casual fan like why am I watching this this game is over you can I mean, super people watch for the superstars. I'm sorry to say this, but superstar privilege is a thing. I really feel like Jokic should not have been ejected for that. I've seen way I've seen way worse flagrant fouls, and people have not gotten ejected for it, like a flagrant what, one. Yeah. Well, also, I've seen, I, what I need to see as well is I need to go back and see who the head referee was so I can understand their history with those kind of fouls and stuff like that because that sometimes it does play a, a part in the whole thing. Also, you could see that Jokic throughout the game was getting more and more frustrated because Denver was coming back, which, yes, understandably so. Your season's on the line, and you can't really do anything about it because everybody's not stepping up to the plate. What do you... what like? Mm-hmm. I understand why you did it. It's just at the same time, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, the it's the wide up. I get it. I get it, but I, you just made the game unwatchable at that point. Yeah, but let's, let's just be real. The whole series, Jokic had been doing everything he could. Everything he could. Mm-hmm. To try and win that series. Just nobody, he didn't have any other help. So the thing is with Denver in the offseason, one prioritize Jamal Murray's health, make sure he's mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. Two, get some damn help for uh, for Jokic. I keep wanting to say Giannis, Jesus Christ. I mean, they both, I mean, Giannis, Jokic, Giannis, got, let me just Giannis. say, uh, Joker, that, that might help mm-hmm. me out. Joker, for, for, look, with Joker, like. He's he could do everything on the boards. He's a passer. He's he's he can get rebounds. What you need beside him is shooters, like real shooters. Like they have people who can drive to the basket. Michael Porter Jr. is starting to come into his own. But that's, that's still saying a lot. I just I, I mean, he needs some help. Or or you know, hey, you know, if you want the reigning MVP wants to come to Dallas, hey, hey, hey. stop I, it. I know it's too much wishing. It's too much wishing. I know. Um, yeah. Now, clearly now too much I, I can actually talk about the the thing I didn't like, but I knew it was going to happen. 
And, and, and the thing, the, the the thing that trips me out the most, the thing that trips me out the most, is the Clippers beat the Jazz in six games, called that number. You can listen to Hammer Time, and I was like, yes, they're gonna win. And then the very next morning, I find out that Kawhi Leonard. This is after Game Four, by might I add. I find out that Kawhi Leonard isn't going to play for a little while because there's a possibility of an ACL injury, which we still don't know what the hell his injury is. We all all we know is it's his, it's his knee. My thing, Kawhi. Here's the thing with Kawhi: even the slightest nick, and he's gone for an extended period of time. We've seen this before. But the crazy thing is, last playoffs we were talking about oh pandemic P, pandemic P. This playoffs, Jesus Christ. Playoff P. Playoff P. It is not even just playoff P. It's Indiana playoff P. Like, where have you been? I is is it safe to is it wrong to say they've been playing better without Kawhi? It is I will not say that because even when Kawhi was playing, Paul George was playing his ass off. It also it's a different mentality with this team because they got a different cast of characters. Like Terrence Mann. With Holy a career, career day, like about 39 points, right? It's been this whole series that he's been just stepping up. The last two games, he yammed it on the defensive player of the year twice. Mm. Twice. He yammed it on him. The Par- sorry, Rudy. Oh, the 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 best blocker in uh He is the best NBA. blocker in the NBA. But at the same time, I actually just w- was watching a video of like all these fake out plays. Uh, it was just a random like compilation of fake out plays where mm-hmm. you're trying to make somebody go one way and you're going the other way. I don't know how many times I saw Rudy Gobert in that video. He is easily fakeable, but if you're not faking, he's going to get you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so what you got, you got to do pump fades because you can't pump be fakes, predictable. Pass fakes, whatever. And it's just like at the same time, he, he's he's very predictable. Um, Terrence Mans looks great. Patrick Beverly is as annoying as ever out on the defensive end. He was holding uh Donovan Mitchell the priority of the seat, uh, the minor, uh, the majority of the series. Jesus Christ, where am I late? My English isn't you know, working right now. Your English has been sus. Person. But it, it's been I working. Mean, Even Marcus feel, Morris has been shooting his ass off. All right, say so if uh, all of the Jazz were completely healthy, would you say this would have been not even close? Wait, who wasn't healthy? Wasn't Donovan? No, he's there every uh, game. Mm, I'm thinking of someone else. You're thinking of the first game of the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell's been. A- healthy the most of the playoffs mm. like there was only one game where he wasn't there and it was game one of the first game of the series of the, of uh series one mm. he's been there no they're healthy so the issue i think the clippers are just more motivated and yeah donovan mitchell is a little shocked now where the jazz go from here i honestly had don't the- know because they're they're looking good still they have a promising future. They have a great coach. They have They'll great be- ownership that is willing to spend some money to probably get some people in there, even though it is Utah. I mean, but- Utah is a smaller market, but I feel like the this matchup, I feel like the Clippers were just, the, I, you could say they were the better team. They were, the, 
they were the better team. I feel like it's size. I mean, they had the size, they have the depth. So I feel like they were more a deeper team, honestly. I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, but size-wise, it really doesn't matter with the Clippers. Um, the thing with the Clippers is, hey, if you're if you're in front of us, we're going to take your ass down. That's what they do. That's what they I do. mean. They uh, just come out. Of, didn't they come back from like a big lead in the in like game six? Jeff, they, they are, th- I think, the first team in like playoff history to come back from a 2 0 series deficit twice. Twice. In playoffs. Even though a one team <laughs> took them to seven, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, we're, we're different. Okay. We're different. We're different. <laughs> we're different. Um, but watch out for Utah again next year. I, I feel oh, like it's yeah. still going to be really Oh, good. for sure. Utah, um, here's the thing. Utah, the Western Conference is going to get more and more tougher as the years progress. This yeah. conference is going to be insane because Phoenix ain't going nowhere. Utah ain't going nowhere. Dallas, I don't know. No, Dallas, I don't know, depending we'll on talk, their... We'll, uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit because I want to talk about but, that. Smooth I mean, Clippers, Clippers may not Clippers looking like they're not going anywhere. Utah, I mean, remember the Warriors when they get Clay back, if he stays healthy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. So yeah, the West is gonna and the West is gonna be so still the same wild wild west that it's always been. Yep, Better than exactly. the East. Exactly. Exactly. So now the last series, and it's the one that's been pretty heated, to be honest with you. It's been this. It's been the Hawks and the 76ers. It's been, it's been, like Trey Young. Trey Young is incredible, but at the same time, Joel Embiid, even though he's hurt, and we know he's hurt, has been lights out. Like, no, at hell. No, he's been lights out for three quarters. Well, no, we got to understand he's playing on a bad knee. He's got like partial, he has a partial tear in one of his uh, ligaments in his knee. So think about that real quick. Uh, yeah, Joel Embiid is the best player, the best player on um, the so 76ers. Go right ahead, now. speak your piece. I know you want to speak it. Go. First of all, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. They are my jackasses of the week. I'm just get. I know they won Game Six to force Game Seven. That's cute and all, but Game Five is unforgivable for me. You mean to tell me you blew a 26 point lead, and you you had a 26 point lead, and you blew it, and in the fourth quarter, your superstars, Joella, games not including Game Six. They were one of 15 from the field on the fourth quarter. Tobias Harris, no showed. Ben Simmons didn't even take a freaking shot. And only Seth and Embiid scored. And you had and you had a 26 point lead and you blew it. And Joel Embiid, your free throws are tra- your free throws are kind of sus. And Ben Simmons. Oh my freaking God. I am so done with Ben Simmons. I've always been on the camp thing. If he got a shot, he would be one of the best players. But right now, I've realized Ben Simmons can't shoot for shit. And you're classified as a point guard. He is the first point guard 
in NBA to miss 10 free throws in a playoff game. That is in it. That is inexcusable. You've been in the league. You've been in the league for like what? Three, four years right now, give or take, maybe more. Can you go to the offseason and work on a freaking shot? I know, man. I know. Work on free. Your 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 prowess is defense. I get that, but if you're getting paid like a superstar, offense is what makes you a superstar a superstar. I'm sorry, this is a this is an offensive driven league, so you got to work on your damn shot. Yeah, he's right he's now in the wrong era too. Yeah, I mean back in the back in the day, defense was more important, but now this is an offense. You've got to get it. You've got to get a shot. So Ben Simmons, if you if the Sixers blow blow this series, if they don't win Game Seven, you gotta cut cut Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers. This is the this is the, once again, Doc Rivers has blown a series lead. He's he, teams on that he's coach has blown leads. So, I mean, there's also a coach. There might be a big coaching vacancy, so I could see them making a push for him. A bunch of coaching vacancies right now already too. But there's one big, there's one big one, but right now, they the Sixers better win Game Seven. Yeah. They better, or some drastic changes are going to be uh, taking place. But right now, Jackass of the Week, freaking the Seventy Sixers. You got to be kidding me. I'll talk about my Jackass in the week later on in the show. But uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. It's fun. Um, but at the same time. This series has been fun to watch. It's been back and forth every game. Also, like, I mean, the only one shout out to Seth Curry for make making them look good. Exactly. Shouts out to Seth, Seth Curry, which we should not have ever gotten rid of. I'm just saying. Yeah, like even like I noticed like uh, Mavs Twitter was like, I miss Seth Curry. I'm like, we do too. Mm. We do too. Because that was our guy. That was our guy. Look, he was. Give me a prediction for tomorrow. Do you got Sixers or do you have Atlanta? Because the game, I will let you know, is in Philadelphia. I want to say Atlanta. I want to say Sixers because Sixers are the better team. Let's be honest here. On paper. Okay. But mentally I think the hearts are more hungry but you know what just for drama purposes I want to see Trey Young in the play in the Eastern Conference Finals I would love to see that but who like how would that work hmm I feel like I can't trust it I can't trust the Sixers they're they're gonna blow it so I'm gonna take the hearts and I'm gonna take the hearts in game seven Okay, I'm with you. I want the Hawks. Because when's the last time we had a real change like that, you know? I mean, the Sixers should win this if they don't, if they get their heads out of their asses, though. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like this year will be the year where we will have a new first time NBA champion. Oh. Because look, the Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn Nets organization has never won a championship. The Phoenix Suns organization has never won a championship. And the Los Angeles Clippers organization has never won an NBA championship. 
Think about someone's that getting, Someone's getting a chip for the first time. Somebody's getting a chip for the first time. Um, now, I want to talk about some NBA stuff besides those series. Um, one, something that happened just yesterday, literally yesterday morning. Um, Thank you, Carlisle. Not that. Oh, the trade. The trade. My bad. Let me read the details on this real quick. This is a very interesting trade. Um, The details in this is a little weird. So Boston is sending Kemba Walker and the 16th pick in the NBA draft from this year and a 2025 second round draft selection to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second round pick. Now, here's where this is interesting. The Kimball Walker, he's a good player. He's been hurt the last year and a half in Boston. Which, you know, it, it makes sense that they would move on from Kimba, right? Yeah, I mean, at first when we at when they picked him up, we were like, "Oh, this is a good pickup," but it just never worked out. It, it never, never worked clicked. out. It's not his fault, but at the same time, it looks like he may end up going to the place where, for some reason, people recover from their career downfalls. Hmm. Chris Chris Ball did it too. Now he's in Phoenix, and he's about to go to an NBA championship, oh, maybe. But also, this is sneaky. This is real sneaky. That 16th pick. Now Boston has three first-round picks this year. Not Boston. Oklahoma City has three first-round picks. Don't don't fuck up. This is Brad Stevens' first move as the, I think, the president of the team. And (laughs) this is crazy. Uh, look, it's cool bringing back Al Horford. I understand why you brought back Al Horford. Uh, it's because uh, just to even out that contract that you just got rid of. Um, it just uh, it's it's so weird. It is. Um, but at the same time, right? I think Boston won this trade. I mean, Al. I mean, it's not. It's not even just. It's not even just the Al Horford thing. It's the young big man Moses Brown. That kid was beasting. He was putting up Shaq like numbers last year. Shaq like. There was one game in the first half. He had seventeen points and nineteen rebounds in the first half. Nobody's done that since Shaq. Hmm. And, um, but at the same time, Oklahoma City has three first round picks and they have two more, two first round picks in the next, I want to say, five or six drafts. They're prepared. They've been doing so much training, trading that they are ready for anything. I mean, let, let's see what these pits turn into. True, true. Um, also, um, a few names have been added to the Team USA roster for the Olympics this summer. 
Oh boy. Devin Booker is going to be on there. We have Bradley Beal, who is going to be on there. Uh, Damian Lillard is going to be on that team. Draymond Green is going to be on that team. And Jason Tatum are going to be on that team. Now, LeBron and Jimmy Butler have both said they will not participate in the Olympics. But at the same time, this team is already starting to look really good for USA. You expect anything less? No, absolutely not. Uh, that's normal for Team USA. And yeah, it's Team USA, though. Uh, also, Luca, I've been looking at some of his footage playing in Slovenia. He's Jesus Christ. He's a beast over there. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I know. You don't like so it. Are, do we need to have a praise Luca session? Not yet. We need to um, be a little sad and a little happy at the same time with the Mavericks, okay? Uh, I want to talk about it. I got to talk about it. We have to talk about it. We're Mavs fans, guys. Hi. Um, our week hasn't been great. <laughs> um, we lost our longtime uh, VP of basketball operations, Donnie Nelson. I think he was VP. I think he was. President or VP, one of the two. G- GM. Same thing. Um, Don Nelson, Donnie Nelson. The son of Don Nelson had been with our organization for 24 years. He had been there since before Mark Cuban bought the team. Think about that real quick. Let that sink in. He's been there for that long. So the Mavs and him parted ways. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad, but I know shit. We're in for a lot of change now because right after we found out that news, we found out that Coach Carlisle has informed the Dallas Mavericks organization that he will not be coming back. And in the weirdest way possible, too, you saw the way that statement was written out, right, Jeff? Yeah, I know. also noticed that he didn't... Um... Dude, it was, he didn't, the, it was on the notes app on iPhone. Yeah, but also he didn't mention Luca's name. He he mentioned Dirk Kid. You're talking uh, about the guys he won the championship with. Yeah, yeah. He and, but he didn't mention Luca. I'm well, like, it's because you know we he's had this reputation for years. He's not able to coach young players. He's not able to develop young players. He's had a reputation for that. And um, but at the same time, this all this is happening, we have a good feel on some in-house candidates for the GM position and for the head coaching position. Hopefully, everything works out like that. Like there's a certain guy named Michael Finley over there. It's like, hey, come on. Hey, hey, I mean, I like the idea. Um, also, you know, you could look outside. You can go. And interview people like Becky Hammonds, um, Jason Kidd. Of course, Jason Kidd would get an opportunity. Does Mavericks coach Jason Kidd's been coaching for a while? It makes yes. sense, right? It um, makes perfect sense. There and even Chauncey Billups, you know, stuff. People like that. I want to see good opportunities. Please, please don't talk to Mike D'Antoni. I just <laughs> yes. You're so done with Dan Tony. Oh my God. Just let him stay in Brooklyn. Let him stay as, as Steve Nash's assistant coach. Um, But the good news 
the good news towards the end of the week found out yesterday that Dirk Nowitzki has been hired on as a special advisor to the Mavericks organization. Now, what does that entail exactly? Uh, I don't know in full, but from what I understand, he is supposed to be the guy who is helping, uh, helping out with the head coach and GM search. Mm. Which, how do you feel about that? I mean, Dirk is a math math for life, so it's in house. So I'm like, cool. So he gets it's not even so much in house. It's like Dirk has been there, just there. Yes. And oh, Dirk, do please help them. You're like, uh, please, just help them. Please help. That's all I, that's all I ask. Is Dirk help them? Because like, Cuban doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, you took. Oh, you finally acknowledge that. Oh, I've always, I've always known that. I just choose not to acknowledge it. Oh, now you have. Oh, now you have. Really? Yeah, I've, al- I've always known, Jeff. I've always known. I always know. But let me say this. Um, it's gonna be a. If we don't get the right person. It's going to be a rough, rough offseason. Yeah, it is. It's going to be very rough. Uh, Also, um, there's been some rumblings. Uh, There's a few things going on with the Pelicans. Um, One is uh, apparently Zion's family isn't happy about what they've been uh, told was going to happen when Zion came to the Pelicans. Mm. So they're possibly looking for a way to get him out of New Orleans, which I don't blame. I don't blame him. I don't blame his family. Mm. Who the hell Who the hell wants to be in New Orleans unless you're playing for the Saints? I have, hey. to, say, I have to say it. Hey, hey. I said, who the hell wants to be in New Orleans if you don't want to play for the Saints? I would want to be in New Orleans if I was playing for the Saints. I'm sorry. Mm. Even mm. Anthony Davis left. Hell. The, when the Pelicans were the Hornets still, they were thinking about moving to Oklahoma City or San Antonio. <sighs> Think about that real quick. You don't like to hear no. it, but I'm telling the truth. No comment. <laughs> At the same time, uh, something's came up that the Pelicans are the most likely team to relocate. The most likely team to relocate. D- uh, doing to the fact that their lease is up in 2024. Ah. Uh. And... Gail Benson, as much as she loves the Pelicans, she knows what's the priority. And it's the Saints. So there may be a possibility that she sells the team to a rifle buyer. And if she does that, I would see a team leaving New Orleans going to like Vegas or... Seattle first. Seattle or, you know, actually, I think Vegas. If you move to the New Orleans team, they'd probably move to Vegas because I would think you would want to start fresh. 
with a brand new organization because there's been See. also new rumors that um, the NBA is looking to expand. So I Seattle can see they do need a team. They got a football team. They got a baseball team. And starting this next season, they got a fucking hockey team. Release the Kraken. That is a good damn name. Whoever doesn't like that name doesn't know hockey. <laughs> I was just saying, release the Kraken. Mm-hmm. But we're, t- we're not talking about that right now. Um, now, I just want to get into some other things besides basketball. Because um, we're just doing one long sports segment, really. Mm-hmm. Jeff, now... <laughs> I'm here for you, Tony. I'm here for you. Now you get to hear my... Oh, my God. I'm here for you. I have two different jackasses of the week. This is going to be fun. Now, would you like to know who they are? All right. And look, the crowd and the people. Tony's about to name some jackasses of the week. Mm -hmm. So if you you have kids around, you might want to cover your ears. All right. So the son of former NFL defensive lineman Vince Wilkfork was arrested last month and charged with stealing more than $300,000 of his father's jewelry, including the two Super Bowl rings that Vince Wilfork won. According to the police complaint released by the Galveston County District Attorney on Wednesday, police allege that Wilfork's son, DeAndre Holmes Wilfork, age 23, sold the rings and other jewelry after stealing them. Okay. Wow. This is this he is funny. said that the two Super Bowl uh, Wilfork, who played for the Patriots from 2004 to 2014 for finishing his career with the Houston Texans, had contacted police on May 10th. He said that his two Super Bowl rings were missing, along with his two AFC championship rings and a 2001 national championship Miami hurricane ring and other items including necklaces bracelets and earrings dog your dad Damn. you could have asked your dad <laughs> you could have been more responsible but no you had to go and sell his shit so anybody who goes and buys Vince Wolfork's stuff Give it back to him. Be that nice person and give it back to him. Because that's some bullshit. That, that is, is straight bullshit. up. That is that's that's a beatdown. You're getting these hands. I don't care Dog, if you're my would, son. He would, his, he would get his ass whooped for me. His I ass mean, whooped. Get these hands. Now, oh, this one, this one right here. <laughs> oh my god. I think this is uh, probably the stupidest line that I've heard. Because yes, I have another. I have another jackass of the week, and I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read this. Okay, just, just put your head down for. This is a put your head down, right? Bills receiver Cole Beasley released a statement oh. on Twitter on Friday in response to the sharp backlash he has received on social media. Disclosing that he is not getting vaccinated and pledging to live my life like I want 
to regardless. I will be outside doing what I want, he wrote. I will be out in public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take a chance with COVID and build up my immunity that way. I'll play for free this year to live my life how how I live it from day one. If I am forced into retirement, then so be it. Beasley said, quote, a lot of other NFL players agree with his stance, but his stance, uh, agree with his stance, but, quote, aren't in the right place in their careers to be outspoken. By speaking his mind, Beasley says he hopes he is doing his part to represent those players. Beasley Um, took to Twitter hours after he spoke with the NFLPA soon after complaining about is jointly agreeing to a policy with the NFL regarding the new COVID COVID protocols. The policy in which which training which applies to training camp and the preseason heavily restricts unvaccinated players while allowing vaccinated players to return to near normalcy which makes Beasley question Thursday yeah I, first off you're stupid second I get why you're arguing you're stupid fuck but I get why you're arguing I mean, it is. It is. You can live his life how you want, but yeah. for every choice, you got. There's a consequence for every choice. You want normalcy? I mean, take the shot. But if you want to, just say, "Hey, um, I'm not getting vaccinated." That's your choice. Yeah. And here are the. Here is some of. The, here is some of the notable differences, right? The notable differences is no daily testing for vaccinated players who will also no longer be wear, uh, no longer be required to wear masks at team facilities or during team travel. Vaccinated players will have n- no travel restrictions. They can use the sauna, steam room, weight room without capacity limits. They can interact with vaccinated friends and family during t- team travel unvaccinated players will be required to test for COVID-19 every day and must wear masks throughout the team facilities and during travel. They will not be allowed to use the sauna steam rooms and are subject to weight room capacity limits and may not leave the team hotel to eat in restaurants or interact with anyone outside of the team traveling party during the team travel. Perhaps the biggest difference between the two protocols unvaccinated players will be required to quarantine after high risk exposure to COVID-19 while vaccinated players will not mm, I mean you you got those are rules I mean dog just, science, has, science has been proven on this so hey I'm not going to say all that but at the same time if you want to just take care of others just just do it. Come on, dog. It ain't even. It ain't even it's, about. Dog. It's, oh my! It God. seems selfish, but that's his choice. So I can't really. I have to respect his choice, even though I don't agree with it. I'm not gonna crucify him like he did on Twitter. But hey, yeah, I know. That's what. If that's what you want to. If that's what you want to do, you do you. All well, right. Have fun with it, bro. Um. Now, um, I have actually heard some rumors 
and this is coming from the last few weeks, I, Jeff, you know, I watched the Pat McAfee show. Um, yeah, you do. And you adore it. I don't adore it. I just watch it because it's the most entertaining sports show for me, at least. Because it's like there's no filter on the guy. So, um, I have been hearing that the Chicago Bears have looked into purchasing a old racehorse track in Arlington, Illinois. So they can, quote unquote, look at the possibilities for the future. From what I've been told is the Chicago Bears are looking to build a brand new stadium in Arlington, in Arlington, Illinois. Mm. Looks like the Bears may be leaving Soldier Field. That would be very upsetting. Because that... The only reason it's really upsetting is because of how much history there is a Soldier. But at the same time, that stadium isn't holding up like it should. And... That's almost like Green Bay leaving Lambeau field. uh, But at least... At least Lambeau is constantly getting renovated, getting updated. I don't see that really happening in Chicago, especially not in the middle of downtown Chicago. Green Bay is in its own like little spot where you can do that. You can fix it up as much as you want. And it's going to look fucking amazing because literally I saw pictures from outside of Lambeau last year and it looked incredible. Mm. Still, I asked one of those stadiums that still I want to visit. You want to visit? Uh, yeah, and you know what? Let's talk about that. Jeff, what are some stadiums that you would want to go to? And I'm not even just talking about football. I'm talking about soccer. I'm talking basketball. I'm talking baseball. I mean, what, for give me, give me, I mean, give, give me one from each. Well, give me one from baseball, one from football, one from basketball. Well, you already know what my answer is for football. The dome, you goddamn right. The dome. He's talking about the Louisiana Superdome. No yes, longer. Mer- I'm not going to call it the Mercedes-Benz Superdome because the sponsorship has ended. I'm still going to call the Superdome. Yes, that is my number one top priority in terms of football, baseball. I mean, baseball, Wrigley Field. Ooh, the Ivy and the freaking outfield. Oh, that Wrigley oh. Field. Oh, Wrigley so Field. Yeah. Now, basketball, I mean, either Mad- the Garden or Stable Center. True, true. Okay, so my three. That's easy. My three. One, I want to go to, I said Lambo, mm-hmm. But in I really, really want to go to a Chiefs home game at Arrowhead. Oh, with Patrick Mahomes and them? And how ruckus that crowd is, I want to experience all of that. Like, that sounds like the craziest building to watch football in. And it's that old school style single level bowl stadium. I love that. For baseball, you know what I'm going to say. I'm probably, I'm going to say Fenway because I'm a Red Sox fan. 
and it's to it's, each his own. To each it's, his it's, own. It's man. literally the oldest baseball stadium out there. Literally the oldest baseball stadium. Uh, and for basketball, yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I want to go visit Madison Square Garden. Uh, but there's, so there's like we... two. There's like two reasons I want to go to Madison Square Garden. I want to see a, a a wrestling show at Madison Square Garden too. Yeah, that's why I couldn't put I couldn't put the garden and Staples Center because happens at the at both those events. I'm like, I need to go there once. Exactly. Um. Also, um, this is kind of like slipping into our nerdy side, but it's video game news. Uh, we found out that Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are the cover athletes. Madden twenty, Madden twenty was Mahomes, and I think was it Madden eighteen that was Brady. Was Brady, but they said two goats will be the cover of Madden. And when I um, heard goats, I'm like Mahomes and Brady. Of I course, immediately, I immediately said Brady, but I was like goat Mahomes. I think it's too early for me to call him that. I still feel it's too early for me to call him a goat. That's um, fair, but at the same time, he's earning his spot. He is earning it. Um. Yeah, and okay. Can I talk about this? Um, listening. Did you hear about the tickets for the uh, the playoff game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens the other day? Yeah, I heard they're I heard they're outrageous. The highest, the the lowest ticket price in the building was eight hundred and twenty nine dollars. <laughs> There's so much I could do with eight hundred dollars. Not really, but I no. There's mean, a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. But that's a pay. That that's about a pay. You can get a paycheck in like two hundred. So yeah, dude. It's like when we hear stuff like that, it's like what? I mean, what if you got the money, you got the money. I I who got that kind of money? Um, people we, uh, who make I'm like forty k. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not about to take a what? payment plan on a ticket. I mean, hey, it's an option. Yeah, I know it is. Um, so far, um, I don't even know what to call it. If you, uh, they're calling it Stan- Stanley Cup semifinals, by the way, because they can't mm. call it Eastern and Western Conference finals. Um, uh. Because the divisions have been all separated throughout the whole season, that's now... Um, it's it's interesting. Just it's just interesting, man. It um, is. So currently, currently, the Montreal Canadiens are up in the series two one on the Vegas Golden Knights. And yes, I keep saying it like that because that's how you properly say it. Mm. The Mont- Montreal Canadiens. I've talked to somebody from from Quebec so yeah it's it's a little weird but uh um and currently leading in the other series I think it's the New York Islanders beating the um what is it the Tampa Bay Lightning I could be wrong I think I'm wrong I think I'm wrong you could be um but it was so close to the Stanley Cup that I have to start talking about hockey a little bit. 
even though like yeah i'm not a stars fan i'm not a i'm not too much of a hockey fan to be neither am i but if the stars are doing well you got my attention yeah i know and look but these are all teams that like if you would have told me a few years ago that these are the teams that are going to be the best teams in hockey like even before vegas was a team like i i would have said like oh no expansion teams can't do that expansion Hmm. teams can't come into the nhl and automatically be dominant um so i think what's gonna happen is it looks like the habs the canadians uh are going to i think they're gonna win the series against the vegas golden knights uh you know it's gonna probably be i feel like it's gonna be montreal and uh tampa bay and tampa bay may have a chance to run it back hmm That'd be, that'd be crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but you know, oh, hockey. But also, like Tampa Bay last year, they proved that they're probably the best team in hockey these last few years. Uh, they get Tom Brady, then every other team in the Tampa Bay starts to play better. I know, and all they need is for what the Raptors to win a championship. Oh wait, they don't have a basketball team. Mm, hey, hey, what? don't be t- don't be taking jabs. Watch Tampa Bay gets a basketball team. They probably. Oh, now you're saying that that might be the Pelicans. Um, Jeff, is there anything else that you would like to add, sir? I got absolutely nothing. Okay. Also, go go. Go good basketball for 76ers and Hawks. Mm-hmm. I don't care about either one of these teams, but I just want to see a good game. I'm with you. So after this commercial break, you'll hear the wrestling talk. If you stayed this long, much appreciated. So we'll be right back after this commercial break, bitches. Hey guys, we're back from the commercial break and it feels weird because I'm not starting with ladies and gentlemen for the wrestling segment. This is a Father's Day special, so apologies for being it so long, but there you go. Um, So straight up, we're going straight in the news. Um, Jeff, yes, we know that we were supposed to pick Hell in a Cell from the jump. We are, but something happened first. Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns got moved to SmackDown. And I'm still questioning that because it deval- it de-interests people from the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, but hey. Whatever. It made... F- whatever. Exactly, exactly. Just whatever. The real news was who was backstage at SmackDown? You mean Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed? And? And who? Becky? Yeah, all three of them. Oh, it has begun. So, apparently, from what they've been told, is Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed were backstage at SmackDown. Now, does this mean anything in particular? We'll find out. Um, Karrion Cross, and the weird thing is, both of these guys are champions in NXT at the moment. That don't mean that don't mean nothing. They I know, it, I know up- it doesn't mean anything, but at the same time, 
they're the guys who are pretty much running the show right now down there. All the programming surrounds them. <laughs> that and that and a returned enforcer. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, Joe is Joe is a good part of that. Oh my gosh, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. Well, well no, we, oh, yeah, that's a part of the NXT talk. Um, <laughs> I find it fascinating. I knew Carrion was going to get called up at some point. He's one of those guys I, I never saw being one of those NXT lifers. You know? Oh, absolutely not. He's he's a main roster guy. He's a big guy. Vince McMahon would look at him and be like, yes, there it is. Right there. Uh, where would uh, you want where would you want him? Where would he fit? I think he fits honestly better on Raw. He would fit better on Raw because of like all the gimmicks and everything like that, but at the same time, they're about to change the roster up. So who the fuck knows? Mm. And hopefully it changes for the better. After SummerSlam, they're gonna do a draft. That'd be nice. So we we will see what happens on that. So now we're gonna talk about what happened at NXT Takeover, and we're gonna talk about. I'm not gonna go into details because really I'm trying to get straight into the Hell in a Cell predictions. <coughs> That's fun, Jeff. You were right. LA Night won. Yes. Screw camera bastard. That cheeky camera. Oh, School but Kevin LA Knight Rance. is the new million dollar champion. Also, Karrion Cross won after that was a, a that craziness was a of a match. Really good match. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez can, uh, retained after Dakota was, Kai tried to interfere. Oh, and Shanti's back. Yeah, yeah, Shanti's back. That means good things for you know. Ember Moon. So, also, it would have been crazy to see Ember Moon win the NXT Women's Championship again. It's not happening anytime soon, though. Not anytime soon, but it could happen at some point. Um, also, MS Colossal. MS Colossal. MS Colossal retain their titles. The NXT Tag Team Championships and the NXT North American Championship because we just talked about Bronson Reed. Mm-hmm. And um, the most interesting thing about the whole show was Mercedes Martinez and Zaya Lee. And the. Oh, that was weird. Uh, the whole thing was weird. And I, I think no. I'm understanding what it's all about now, but at the same time, oh, it's some weird, some weird stuff. And I'm following it because it's cool to watch. It is cool to watch. Um, Jeff. Yes, sir. What was your favorite thing about NXT? Oh, um, you talking about the pay per view or pay per view talk- going into? Where I'm talking about both. Uh, pay per view wise, I mean the Fatal Five Way carrying Cross looking like a total beast. And on the NXT show, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and just interrupt Joe. you right there. My favorite thing was they we all thought that William Regal was just gonna go away, uh, which yeah, that I, was what I, I was I, getting I liked, to, sir. I liked it because it was like, oh, he left us, they left us with a cliffhanger after an event, ooh, and then they go to NXT, 
Mr. Regal is in the ring. Getting all legit, emotional. Legit crying. And Carrion comes out. It's like, I told you. Now say I run this place. Blah, 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 blah. You know. TikTok and then. Yeah. Yeah. Samoa Joe comes out. And holy fuck. Totally. Before I was so rudely interrupted, that's what I was going to say. Well, I know. The reason I interrupted you, because. I was going to say that's also my favorite part of what happened on NXT. That is my favorite part. And uh, seeing Joe back made me very giddy. I'm like, Now, the whole thing, though, was Joe initially declined his offer to be the GM. because Out of respect, like saying, hey, Regal, you did such a good job, so... But... Uh, Re- uh, Joe kind of switched the offer on Regal, pretty much changing it to, yeah, I'm the enforcer now. Yes. And it's like, oh no. Oh, fuck for everybody else. Holy shit, this is not good. You can't. <laughs> He's and not a wrestler. He, he cannot he, get physical unless provoked. Pro- and you see Karen cross a smile and when he said unless provoked, he's like, Oh fuck. <laughs> exactly. You're like, uh I can do I can live with this. I think the best part about that whole thing was immediately Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are doing shit backstage, just barking. Like usual. Just barking or barking orders, just barking, fighting each other. And then Regal says, Hey, straight up one on one wrestling match. But then they, unsanctioned would be enough, but apparently not. One on one wrestling match. He's like, Kyle Ryan's like, that's fine with me. And Adam Cole, why do I have to fight this wrestler? They go at it. Joe breaks it up, t- tells Kyle O'Reilly, just points at him saying, stop. But Adam Cole shoved, shoved Joe. And exactly. when you do that, you have chosen death. <laughs> He immediately pulled off that suit jacket that he was wearing. <laughs> he, and he, he, Joe like, put him in a not even I'm not even gonna call it a coquina clutch because his legs weren't around him. It just put him in a rear naked choke. And no, night, night, it, Cole. It, it, it took Cole. him a minute. It took him a minute. He's like, did he just? Oh hell no! Just and then <laughs> he immediately like, oh, okay, hold on. I'm, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, and he immediately put him in that rear naked choke. I'm like, this is great, Jesus. And he went night night. <laughs> it's really good to have him back on the show, though. It is. Oh, really absolutely. Good. It feels it weird, that. but it feels good. Now I'm going to be feels the one great. who talks about it. Helena sells on Sunday. Yes. Jeff, do you have the card in front of you at all? Because the um, card. Well, I we could. T- well, um, they had. Well, I have. I know some of them. I know the matches. That's what I saw. I need the. I need the matches because this is how we're gonna keep track. Because you're up technically <sighs> for the edit. You want me to include the NXT card or the Hell in a Cell card or just the Hell in a Cell card? Well, you're up. You're up four to five right now. Yes, thank you, LA Knight. Uh, I just need the Hell in a Cell card because I think there may be about six, seven matches on this card. Well, besides the obvious two, there are two Hell in a Cell matches. Uh. Uh-huh. One of them is McIntyre Lashley. 
Makes sense. And also Bailey and Bianca Belair last minute. Cool. That's I was wanting that in the first place. And also you have another KO Sami Zayn. Okay. KO Sami Zayn match. Um you also have um what is it? Oh, another Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Fair. With the storylines for both of those, I make it makes sense why they're doing it. There are six matches currently on this card. Okay, so what are the other two? Rhea Ripley, uh, Charlotte Flair, and Bliss Baszler. Oh, fucking hell! Okay. Um, we're gonna start with the one I don't want to see. Um, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler. Jeff, give me your pick and why. Jeff, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Jeff, Bl- Bliss. I was gonna say three, two, one. Bliss. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm not. Oh, just tell me why. Bl- tell me why. As they're high on bl- they're high on bliss. I mean, she- I it's creepy what she's doing. It's it it's more what I'm like. It's more like my eyes are glued with bliss is on. You know ditto, I'm right about ditto, the- but I'm not wanting to watch it. I literally will do something else while that match is going on. I'm gonna watch it just to see what the hell bliss does. Yeah, because this is getting ridiculous. Um, they should never split Bliss and Y because that pair was golden. I know, but now Bray hasn't been on TV in a while, so uh, it's, it's probably for the better. Um, oh, sorry, that one annoyed the fuck out of me. Well, yeah. I just don't like the whole storyline with that right now at uh, all. Um, now moving on, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, part infinite. <laughs> Those two can fight forever. Let's be literally honest like they've been fighting for literally over like fifteen years. So as champ, I'm asking you to go first on this one. I'm gonna say Sami Zayn. Um, Fifty-fifty booking. Yeah. I think Sami gets his Sami gets his win back. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> See, oh. we're talking in syllables, I mean, soliloquies. I'm talking. Right? Like, this... this is exactly what it is, dude. No matter what, something, somebody's gonna win, somebody's gonna lose. I just, it's just weird, man. It's just weird. Like, I said, Sami Zayn, just because, like, oh yeah, WrestleMania, da da da. da. But recently, Sami's been getting the upper hand on Kevin, so I could be wrong still. I'm taking for, I'm taking Sammy because hey, Kevin Kale got his win at Mania, and now for the sec for this part of the feud, they're gonna do a trilogy where Sammy get this is where he gets his win back, and then they end it blow it up in uh, Money in the Bank. Okay, that makes sense. Um, now I'm gonna go to the Raw Women's Championship between oh. uh, Rhea Ripley and the Queen Charlotte Flair. Oh God! The nightmare versus no. the queen. Oh God! Charlotte Flair, do not win this match. You owe, 
you owe Rhea this much. Come Does she? on. Does she know? Come on. I, I don't want another flare rain. No, please. Dude, here's the thing. It would be cool for her to win it back at no. a big show. But. Ah, yeah, I can see it. Rhea I, 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 I has only had the belt for like one pay per view. Don't you please? And? No. What no. Do you, you realize Charlotte is the most infamous person about flipping titles. Uh, How fuck. long has she been on the main roster? Too damn long. No, wrong. She's only been on the main roster since 2015. Think Too about that. damn long. No, long no, enough. No, no, first off, wrong. Second, first off, Rick, right. Rick, Rick Flair was. I was bringing up Rick real quick. Just is the reason behind what I'm saying. Rick Flair wrestled for. I would say three, four decades. So, and he only, his only technical heavyweight titles that WWE recognizes are 16. Flair's been on the main roster for six years. She's won the title 14 times already. 13, actually. <sighs> if she wins tomorrow, it would be 14. You see what they're doing. No, please. No, do not. Do see, if, if it happens, listen to what I'm saying before you say anything. If it happens, I don't see Becky Lynch on Monday Night Raw. That's all I got to say. Uh, please. Who are you taking? I'm going to take Rhea taking Rhea as well but I'm like don't you don't do it don't do it now the last one last non cell match is Seth Rollins versus Cesaro so who are you as taking uh, Claudio Castanoli or Tyler Black Tyler Black says uh, Rollins gets his win back I'm still gonna say Cesaro I would love I mean this is your chance I mean I like I like what Cesaro's been doing I think Seth Rollins has been playing a, a chicken shit heel recently really I good mean, one he's... a really good one but a chicken shit heel um <laughs> it's just I expect more spins mm, oh swings and spins mm-hmm that's what um, you'd expect. I expect more uh, airplane spins because I think Seth can handle it. Um, now, the first Hell in a Cell match, which is probably going to be the opener of the show, um, Drew McIntyre versus... I'm just kidding. Uh, I, if that happens, they have all the belief in... They, they, they did it for Mania. Mm, the same sequence. The same no, fucking sequence. Lashley no, and McIntyre no. went first, and then... Bianca and uh, Sasha went last on that first night. That'd be interesting, but I feel like in terms of storyline, I think it's McIntyre, Lashley will close out the show. But yeah, you... I'm so gonna let's say go. Bailey yeah. versus Bianca Belair. Yeah, that's gonna be the opening. So I'm gonna tell you right now, Bianca, wicked Belair. I'm gonna go ahead and say Bailey. 
Oh. I think this storyline is due to have Bailey win this title. Nah. So I... when they come back to live shows and you got Becky Lynch, you got Bianca Belair, you got Sasha Banks coming back. Because I, I, I guarantee you, I don't know what she's doing right now, but you know what it feels like she's doing? It feels like she's recording more of The Mandalorian. Oh, Sasha? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't think so. Because she might be, but I mean, they're not really doing much with The Mandalorian right now. But Sasha, I'm, I'm saying Bianca just because of the fact that, say, we need that rematch. Yeah, we do. I I need that rematch between Bianca and Sasha for the title. Well, think about this. There's still two. There's two. Still another pay per view until SummerSlam. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping you win so I can go for the money. Hey, Bang, you, you, know, you know you know what could happen though, right? It could. It could be a triple threat. Oh, you went triple threat. That's my thing. I like a triple threat. Bianca, cli- Sasha, and Bailey. You like triple. No, let's get this right. Also, you like triple threat, Tony. You like triple threats when they uh when they make sense. You and you one, hate it. Make, you hate it, but backlash because of triple threats. You hate it backlash. I hated it because it was too many. Some of them didn't I, make sense. Some of them did. I'm just saying, but you can't you but, can't flip flop like that. But I, look, you have like one or two on the show, and they both make sense. I understand having. It was like five. It was. It wasn't even just triple threats. It was five multi-man matches. And I'm like, the hell is going on here? It's literally one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. It calmed down. It's worse than watching an indie show with guys who you don't even know who don't know how to wrestle because they've only been doing it for like three months. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Don't don't flip off with triple threat. It make make, it mind. makes sense though, with especially with Bailey and Sasha's history, and if Bailey has a title going into either SummerSlam or Money in the Bank, it would make sense to have Bianca go against Bailey for sure, because of their history. It uh, there is and also Bianca and Sasha's history there's three it's, it all actually intertwines it makes sense mm. and you hate that I'm like right about it but because that's you're giggling but you still hate triple threats no it's something it's something else that's crossed my mind uh-huh. but I mean, uh-huh. I mean triple threats just don't overuse them that's all I ask uh, I agree with that now the main event now the main event there's a stipulation that we didn't say. Oh, it, this is McIntyre's last chance. If Drew McIntyre loses this match, as long as Bobby Lashley is champion, Drew McIntyre will not get another opportunity. Now, since you're champ, I'm going to go first. And I'm going right. to say Bobby Lashley. I hope you're right. And guess why? Someone's who are we getting... about? No, who are we about to see win Money in the Bank? Who? That's who, right. Who, who, Drew who? McIntyre. You think McIntyre wins M- Money in the Bank? McIntyre wins Money in the Bank. 
and he goes and cashes it in on Roman Reigns. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? I mean, it makes the most sense in my head. You <laughs> still want McIntyre to be the top guy. Like, or at least one of the top guys who they've been building everything around. So, why not, right? But uh, but also, you got to protect Roman at all costs, according to Vince. According to Vince. Just saying. But... Roman's protect, earned, like, Roman's like, earned protect, that status, though. I mean, his work has been the greatest he, he's ever had. And this is greatest run ever. Also, the weird thing about the whole Roman thing, yes, he did have a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown against uh, Rey Mysterio, is the fact they, that most of these storylines around cha- his championship matches are like the second part of the story. The first part and the longest running part, and we the, we get blinded by the family. It's the family, and it's working. All of it's working. Like the fact that we're not even going to see Roman Reigns on the Hell in a Cell show because we can't even call it pay per views anymore. Really, I always call it a pay per view, but it's not. What it is is a show. It's a network exclusive show. That's what it is. Exclusive. Not even network. Exclusively on the Peacock app in the United States. For others around the world, you still have the WWE Network. You lucky bastards. (laughs) Oh, about that. Get get a VPN. Oh, God. Can I get a VPN sponsorship, please? (laughs) ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN. NordVPN. You know, please, so you can just uh, please so you can just, contact me at oh, contact, contact me through my DMs on Instagram, on Twitter at Tony Lopez seventy six. My email of, <laughs> is somewhere. I'm not going to say it right here. First of all, first of all, one step at a time. We need to get bigger for before we can want, ask for. I just want sponsors, man. <laughs> I, you clearly do. I want to do this full time. I want to do this full time. One thing at a time. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm taking Bobby. I'm taking Bobby as well because I, we've seen Drew. He should. He's been getting. I've already seen him with the belt twice. He's a great champion. Mm -hmm. I get why people are getting tired of him though because he's been. I feel like what they should do is put put Drew in the mid card, make help him elevate the mid card better because Drew's already an established star. But if you keep putting him in the main event scene, the fans will turn on him. But it's why called, do why called, do <clears throat> why do wrestling fans, or at least the quote unquote hardcore wrestling fans, always get so fickle about? how long somebody's runs should be. I don't understand that because during Austin's prime, it was three, four, five years of Austin at at the top. Now, was he always in the title picture? Not necessarily. They did other things. There you go. You don't have to put him in any kind of mid card. He still could be up there in the storylines, but he could just be surrounding it. Drew could just, be surrounding it. Just keep him out of the title picture. That's why I say it would be best for him to go in 
money in the bank because yeah it makes sense Roman Reigns would be the perfect target for Drew McIntyre especially if they plan on having a big ass main event at Allegiant Stadium for SummerSlam no I think I think what's we in the all cards we for- all know what's maybe in the cards is John Cena dun, 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 dun. but hear me out Feel John Cena is going to be on the card, but he may not be going. He may not be going against Roman. Mm. There's That's a lot curious. of there, this whole the whole card is still super up in the air. Like they're wanting to bring Brock Lesnar back to go against Bobby Lashley. Final, so we finally get that match. Finally, would get that match, and that's the wild part. I've I've heard that. I have heard. They want Drew McIntyre possibly winning on Sunday. I highly doubt that one. But Drew McIntyre, I feel, has a strong enough presence to be in the main event at SummerSlam at a full capacity Allegiant Stadium for the for the first wrestling show in there. Ah. Uh. It still bothers me. Why is this? Why is SummerSlam on a Saturday? Um, one, Vegas is more popping on Saturdays. Two, they've realized the time schedule of everything that's going on that weekend, and the best time for them to do anything was that Saturday. Also, I have mm-hmm. heard they're doing the show at a certain time because they know by eleven or it's going to technically like 10, 10, 11 o'clock that night Manny Pacquiao is going to be having his fight and they realize the timing is going to work perfectly to where hey you're watching the Peacock app right now you're watching SummerSlam directly after that you can go and watch the Pacquiao fight interesting because you know a lot of people aren't going to want to watch anything else but the Pacquiao fight yeah like you like tell me I'm wrong like when you watch any kind of boxing event, you don't care about anything but the main event. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So WWE's thinking is have the show run to a certain time and then have the pack like have the Pacquiao fight after that. That's a that's a that, wait, did you just give WWE credit in that of their thinking? Yeah, they're actually thinking. They're actually thinking. I mean, some, sometimes I wonder, what are they thinking? I always wonder that, though. But at least at this moment, they're thinking with their heads and not their ass. Huh. Yeah. Now, when it comes to some of the release superstars, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know I what you're don't. thinking. I don't know what now, they're thinking either. there's reports backstage from WWE that the Alistair Black, which in this whole instance, that's the only time I'm going to call him that, the Tommy End release was premature. And they're <laughs> already interested in bringing him back. You could have, you could have just, you couldn't have even released him in the first place. Like, why did you do it? Why did you guys do it in the first place? 
I'm like, why? WWE doesn't make sense at times. Um, I'm just ready for him to be back in the picture. If he does go back, I'm ready for him to be back in the picture. Like, oh, absolutely. I don't think it's fair to him because he was already working on the new character. It was starting to look really cool, really intriguing, right? The, mm-hmm. the vignettes were crazy. The little moment the where he had with um with Big E in the ring, and now they don't I even was, mention it. I was looking forward to that feud. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, but that's no. what I said too. WWE had to ruin it. They had to ruin it, man. Now yeah. it just it just doesn't feel right if he goes back, or at least right now. I it would make sense for him to go to AEW. It would make sense for him to go back to Europe and fight over there, but he's not going to go back to Europe. He's married. He's going to be on this side. So AEW, Impact Wrestling, which Impact is really known for doing dark characters really well. And I mean really well. Look at Abyss. Mm. Look at uh, I mean Sting's dark side really came out over there. Decay. Um, yeah, they, they've done dark characters. Hmm. Um, maybe even Ring of Honor because Tommy Ann is a really good wrestler. And man, hell, maybe New Japan. Maybe Tommy Ann in New Japan. That'd be crazy. He, there's a window I of think, opportunities for him after the 90 days. I think Vince will. I think WWE will bring him back, though. I think so too. Somehow, some way, I feel like he will. Because um, they, I mean, those other releases, they don't really care for it. But, like, Joe, you saw how quickly Triple H is like, uh uh-uh, uh, come back, come back, please. We're sorry. We're sorry. I agree with that. I agree. I, with that. I'm saying, I'm sorry. I'm, they're like, that was a mistake. We all called them out on it. And look, they brought him back. I mean, he's not, he's an enforcer, he's not a competitor. But, I mean, this role, let's be honest, Joe can work any role. I, I mean, Joe as a, an assassin and the destroyer, as a, as a killer. Mm, 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 mm. Me I mean, like. also with Joe, he's been able to develop that voice even more. He does acting. He does voice acting roles for different TV shows. He's he was the announcer on Raw for a long time. Uh, he's also probably has the best mic skills. That wasn't developed by WWE and all of WWE. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, his might skills are God tier. And that's why, that's why when he was in the commentating booth, like as a color commentary, oh, he was, he was great. But the reason why he's not competing as much is there's a lot of wear and tear on that body, isn't there? Mm hmm. So, I know he's taking a toll. Injuries have taken a toll, but I know. With this, whatever deal he just signed, there is a chance that he goes back in the ring for sure. I mean, you would hope, especially with the tease they just did to us, especially oh. with that tease. And then, give me that carrying cross <laughs> Samoa Joe match. I'm like, please, or hell, even Adam Cole versus Joe again, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. But that carry that carrying cross match, 
you don't make that you don't make that tease. I'm like, like do you know what just came across my timeline yesterday? What? I was looking at my Instagram feed and NXT tweeted out reminiscing about the time it was it was about about the shocking Samoa Joe title win. It was when it was at a house show when he won the NXT mm. title. Yeah. That that that's that a crime. Was, that was cool. Oh yes. Because the video footage of the crowd reacting because they're at a live show. He's yes. Going against Finn yeah. Balor for you the don't NXT expect that championship, and he pins him one, two, three in the middle of the ring. You don't expect that at live shows. That's no. those swerves. Like the show that we're going to next month, we're expecting title changes. We're expecting it's- chaos. We're expecting broken letters, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Not like strong, like former wrestler, former WWE superstar Braun Strowman just running through a ladder. Jesus Christ, that scared the shit out of me when I saw that. I was like, oh god, oh god, fuck that runaway. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was reminiscent of like a juggernaut just coming right through. I was like, I'm oh. the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> Jeez, you caught that. I I appreciate you understand that bad movie. Dude, it's still one of the coolest lines ever because if you watch any of the X-Men stuff after that, it's quoted. So it's <sighs> canon. The line is canon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like I've watched X like anything with X-Men related I'm stuff f- on like TV shows or even the comics. They fucking say it now. Jeez. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, that, that's off topic, but still. Um. Okay, so we've talked about really everything with WWE because Hell in a Cell was really what we needed to talk about. Yes, we got that out the way. Our predictions are locked in, and Tony, I'm hoping you win because I need to go for money in the bank. Jeff. I have no shot of winning. Look Unless at the something picks again. Ha- Look at the picks again. Oh yeah, we basically agree. I mean, even a tiebreaker. I mean, you said Seth Rollins and I said Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And I said Rhea, you said Rhea. Yeah. I said the only other thing that we disagree on is Bailey and Bianca. Yeah. So you That's have a it. shot. I have a shot, but I doubt it. I mean, uh, you still have a shot. Okay, but in reality, mm-hmm. I've been watching a little bit of AEW recently. I watched it last night because you know <laughs> what? It was on. And the show last night was weird. Uh, well, at least the way it started was weird because I don't ever expect that. Mm-hmm. First things first, they started with a cage match. A MMA rules cage match. So they had an MMA <laughs> fight with Wardlow and Jake Hager. They started with that? They started with it because it was pre-recorded. Clearly it was pre-recorded because uh. Uh, there was nobody in the crowd and except for the wrestlers, of course. And yeah, it was uh, an interesting look. Um, so should it not have been pre-recorded? Should it have been done in live fans, or could they get away with that? Um, it should have been pre-recorded. 
Because they immediately after that, you see the wrestling ring in the middle. And yeah. Um, look, good story. Um, I'm ready for when the inner circle pinnacle storyline will at least kind of subside a little bit because it's it's becoming a lot yeah it's it's actually becoming a lot and now it's still this MJF Jericho thing so I I, I'm almost going to guarantee at some point this This feud will end this will end with just a one-on-one match with Jericho and MJF yeah, let's, let's let's finish this once and for all. Um, also, this, um, the feud I'm willing to guarantee that feud will end in all out. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm with you on that. I'm very much with you on that. And let's end this once and for all. Uh, Darby Allen still has his issue with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky so much so that he told Sting to stay in the back for yeah, a it, handicap match, which he got brutalized in. And the biggest thing for me of uh, this whole night mm-hmm. was Andrade's interview with JR. Oh, hyping up Andrade. Nice. Talking about he he he's not deserving, but he is entitled to a title shot at the TNT. He said the TNT and the AEW World Championship. Oh, Jesus. This and is gonna be fun. Him and Vicky have surprises down the road because he is working with Vicky Guerrero, and mm. it makes sense. You know, you want somebody like Andrade to be with somebody who can talk for him for a little while. Mm-hmm. And Vicky is perfect, the loudest one. And they yep. even brought up. It's like where does uh, JR asks like how why why Vicky Guerrero is in your corner or why is why did Vicky bring you out? And he talked about the respect between his family's legacy and, and Andrade's family's legacy and the Guerrero family legacy, which it makes perfect sense why those two are together. Yeah, it does. It makes it's, perfect sense. I mean, it's, it's lucha freaking royalty, dog. I mean, lucha yeah, royalty. that's royalty. Yeah, Vicky Guerrero. I mean, the Guerrero name is royalty, and Andrade, he's put in the work. It's so nice. Don't so cry. Nice, Don't you we're, dare we're cry. We're about to have him versus Kenny at freaking AAA next month. Don't you dare cry. And then. Now it looks like they're gonna have Kenny versus Andrade in AEW too. They've already look. They, here's how you know Andrade is really in AEW. They've already started out putting T-shirts. It begins first the merchandise. Yeah, first the merchandise, then everything else. Like 
the example when Sting came back, they immediately had a shirt ready to go for him. Wow, that was fast. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Oh, speaking of Kenny, speaking of Kenny, Kenny Omega. I've also been paying attention to Impact Wrestling as well. This is fun. Last weekend they had their Against All Odds event, which was only on Impact Plus. I don't use it, but still, we get the highlights immediately afterwards. It helps. Kenny beat Moose, uh, and I believe Sammy Callahan. Now, Sammy got himself pretty much fired because of Don Callis using his executive VP power a little too harshly. Mm. Also, making sure his guy, Kenny, wins everything in sight, which makes sense. (laughs) But Thursday, Impact had their show, and there was Don Callis got fired. Wow, Sammy, that was Sammy Callahan got reinstated, and at Slammiversary on July seventeenth, Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega. For the Impact World Championship. Well, that's going to be interesting. Do you see... Do you, you follow Impact way more than I do. Do you see Kenny dropping the belt? I do, actually. I think this summer is a summer where Kenny drops everything. Oh, so the fall, the rise of Kenny to now the fall of Kenny. Yeah, exactly. Like, next week he has a... Is a AEW world title match against Jungle Boy but I don't think he's going to lose the title there. Yeah. I think he's definitely going to lose it at all out. Oh yeah, for sure. That I can see. And this is why looking all out I know we talk about predictions and how we can skip pay-per-view predictions. That's one no matter what I want to do because it's first off it's their first big live show outside big live pay-per-view outside of Jacksonville in over a year if you but you gotta win the belt even though I'm trying to I'm trying to get you gotta let me do it man you gotta let me do that it's I mean it's it's either the first weekend it's the first weekend in September it's like usually Labor Day weekend Tony we'll think about it Oh, I don't think if it, unless you unless you're champ, then I can't stop you. At least they're going back to Chicago. Hmm. But uh, also, also, hmm. It it's weird to talk about, um, but New Japan is starting to get their shows back on the road and everything like that. And I mean, the, Japan hasn't gotten the COVID situation under control, have they? It's starting to look up because here's the thing. It needs to start looking up because what's happening this summer? Um, the Olympics. Thank you. And, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about the Olympics. We kind of have there's, to. Because there's wrestling involved. There's wrestling, and there's basketball, 
and I love watching track and field at the Olympics. You should have saved this for the sports part. But at the same time, there's a wrestler in there that I want to like look into because he may be going to WWE afterwards. Um, oh. Jeff, this week, who is your Golden Star of the Week? Mm. Golden Star. I mean, do I can I count uh, Takeover or no? That's said this week. This uh, shoot. So that means Takeover because uh, then we the show last then, week. Then Carrying Cross. I get yeah, that makes sense. He's been dominant. He looked great. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? You said you know what three times. So I I gotta, I gotta do it. Then do it. What's Golden Star that we goes to LA Knight? (laughs) (laughs) I love the guy too much. I love Mm. the guy. I've praised him. You know I have. Yeah, but you chose Cameron Grimes. What? Because he, I feel like he's gonna go to the moon. Oh, shut off with that! Oh, oh that's every episode now is gonna happen. Just okay. You won't okay, ever see it I'm coming. just gonna go. Sh- I'm just gonna go say Shinsuke. Don't. You know what I'm trying to say. I know, but look, 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 look. The storyline they got going on with him right now, it's working. I mean, if Cameron Grimes had a mouthpiece, I would be. He doesn't need to talk. Just let his ring. His no, ring work it, is good. It, it works. It works. No, he needs. He needs Ted DiBiase as a mouthpiece, so I cannot hear his annoying voice. It's like the moon. Um, but I'm just saying. I'm just also, saying. Also, I've also realized this is just like off topic. You know. Remember watching those little Old Spice commercials during the WrestleMania build-up? Mm-hmm. Do you realize who that guy was, right? Uh, Rick. Rick, Rick. Boogs! <laughs> the hype man for Nakamura, which is a fantastic. He has a guitar player for a hype man. Who doesn't want that? Oh, Who doesn't want a, that? On a side note, I think Nakamura won the battle for the crown. Oh, fucking hell. He did. He did. That happened on SmackDown, but why not just make King of the Ring? I forgot that was a thing. Why not just make it for the um, So, okay, see, you're you're saying this, and I have been hearing that WWE... I've been hearing that the USA Network and Fox have been talking to... Uh, WWE officials about bringing back some of those uh, concepts like King of the Ring, Cyber Sunday, stuff like that. They want to bring that back. I'm all for it. I'm like, but how, like, the the question for me is, how are they going to do it? Like, Cyber Sunday or Taboo Tuesday or whatever they want to call it. They should just bring back those pay per views. Forget the concept one match pay-per-views hell at a cell example forget that bring back those events and give us the wildest results out of everything cyber sunday 
works <sighs> because it was literally us voting on what the hell happened. And guess what? what? The, Social media now king. it would work perfectly in this age. Think about the idea of Cyber Sunday, right? I lo- do you know yes. do you, that was not a WWE idea? Do you realize that, right? Oh, that was an ECW idea. Uh, ECW, ECW did it. Hmm. Look, look. Damn. It's interesting. It's isn't interesting. It? Isn't it? Yes, Jeff, it is. I can hear myself. Oh, I just raised the volume just a bit. Turn me down. Turn you down. Oh, then do that yourself. Well, I, I can't hear myself now, but I was mm. hearing myself. So, meh. Yeah, you'll be fine. But Continue. Bring back King of the Ring. Bring back the King of the Ring tournament. It would That's, be cool. I'm off. But can we not make these characters kings? And uh, like, we don't have to have that. King Nakamura, like the King of Strong Style. That's different. I'm talking about do it the way they did it back in the day. If you win that tournament. You're the number one contender. But who made, the, who made the king game? It was a king. All hail King Booker. All hail King Booker. No, it was all. Uh, he was one of the big ones who did it. Uh, Regal did it. Um actually kind of Owen Hart did it back in the day uh Mabel did it um the guys who didn't do it um what is it Triple H who didn't he didn't do it um Steve Austin didn't do it clearly um Edge Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. uh those guys didn't do it and they actually ended up turning out for the better now the only one who I ever saw actually taking full advantage of that stipulation was Brock Lesnar. Hmm. And Brock Les- they gave Brock Lesnar and The Rock at SummerSlam. Uh, exactly. Good times. Good times, right? Good times. That and that was when Brock was that was when The Rock was leaving. That was when The Rock was going to Hollywood. Hollywood Jeff I think that's all we got to talk about Is there anything else you want to add I got absolutely nothing We're going to be watching the peak We're going to be watching Hell in a Cell tomorrow Hell in a Cell Now also I got to go get my dad some beers For Father's Day Ah see that's a nice kid Oh (laughs) Follow us on social media Follow Jeff on Twitter at ShadowWalker0620. Believe me, I'm trying to get him to use his damn Twitter more. I am. Uh, Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TonyLopez76. I actually do pay attention to what the hell's going on. I use Twitter. I just don't tweet. You should. I mean, I don't tweet that. I don't tweet that often. But besides that DM us on anything you want to ask us uh, we, we may not reply to you 
but at the same time we'll see it and we'll just like you'll hear it here but that's it my name is tony lopez jeffrey burtis peace out y'all next week we'll go back to normal schedule bye now indeed bye